You're listening to Guys on the Sideline Podcast, where you'll hear opinions, predictions, and sports takes in every direction. If you're a diehard sports fan, this is the place to be. They've never played. They have no experience. But they have plenty to say. And now, here are the guys on the sideline. Hey everybody, welcome on into Guys on the Sideline, the podcast. This is episode 33 and this is the NBA season preview where we're talking all things Utah Jazz. I'm your host Jeff, joined by my co-host Chris Jeff, how's it going? I gotta just get this in. It's a new segment. It's called Twenty Seconds with Luke Isom. What? What? Twenty what? seconds. Luke, step into the booth. We got a little camera shy. Luke, they can't see you. Twenty Luke. seconds on the oh, jazz. Step yeah. up to the mic. Biggest concern so far that we traded away Ricky Rubio. Clearly, step up. Can say it, say it again. Can hear it. That we traded away Ricky Rubio. Should have kept yeah. him instead well, of Well, did we trade Conrad. him or did we? Or, uh, sorry, he, he lost, walked. lost Rubio. You think uh, Rick, yeah. Rick, Ricky Rubio is better than Mike Conley? At this point in right the now, season. Well, three games in. Give him time. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, but it's it's a fair point. The problem, though, with Ricky Rubio is he has flashes. You'll see games where he'll do a triple-double and you'll be like, right. if that's the Ricky Rubio we could have night in and night out, he'd be an all-star. Yeah, th- I think the problem people had with Rubio is his shooting, right? But yes. we added a ton of shooting, so I think we would have survived with him fine. Best. He's an amazing defender, amazing floor general, already knew the system. So True. the best addition that from this offseason for the Jazz, no, who would you say? It's bogey. Everyone yeah. says it's bogey. Easy. And it is. Bogey. 30 points a game. Uh, I agree. Incredible. Yeah. yeah and agree. he just looks like the man out there. Like yeah. he's, he's a perfect Jazz man. Uh, Doesn't yeah, yeah. fit into the system oh, perfectly. Completely. And... He's... As white as one can possibly be. That's not what I meant, Chris. <laughs> I don't see color. The receding hairline is a nice right. Jazz He's, feature. He doesn't look like a baller. That's, Hashtag that's a perfect jazz dad guy. bod. Yeah. You know, he looks yeah. like a, a, a muscular Joe Ingles. <laughs> that's a great, the thing that kills me about great way to describe it. People saying that about Joe Ingles is if you saw him in real life, you'd think that dude's an athlete. It's just when he's out yeah. there with NBA players, he looks like he has a dad bod. I was thinking about that. Put him that. next to us, and, and that's right. going to look hey, a little different. And he can crush hey. us, like crush us with his insane mutinous figure for sure. Yeah. So, I Luke, agree. that was some pretty good analysis. Why, why won't right. you stay? Thanks, and that, so, that was my 20 seconds. But that was a few more. Let's talk about 20 seconds here for a second because, Chris, <laughs> take no offense to this, but the feedback is in from the listeners, and they say, Uh-oh. we're talking too much. And, and – um, you know, By them, they mean me, right? Right? No, they don't mean you. You do talk too much. I mean, okay, right, you talk right. more. But you make a lot more sense than I do. So <laughs> who, take it or leave it. Who are these listeners? There's, like, <laughs> there's a few of them, Luke. <laughs> yeah. You get regular shout-outs. Do you want to give us a Lions update? No, I don't want to talk about the Lions. They, they won last week, but their season's over. So but they, really want to talk about they're that. trending yeah. the right way, though. I don't yeah. think you can argue it. I mean, I think against Kansas City – you look good against Green Bay. Lost heartbreakers, but but on the other side of like close games is oftentimes a turnaround, right? So I I, I think they're kind of on their way. I know it's yeah. I know you can't count on it as a Lions fan, like you can't count on it as a Raiders fan, but I see it. 
I this is maybe my problem with the NFL is that it's okay they're trending the right way so what next year like I'm already at that right. point they're yeah, they're yeah. not making the playoffs they're moving on from Matt Saf- Stafford next year yeah aren't they I don't know. I don't know. You think they give him a couple more? You think they go get Josh know. Rosen? He's still really good. That, that was a joke, Chris. <laughs> all that getting... was a joke. Was it, though? I mean, it's, yeah. Well, you'd rather have Matt Stafford, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. All right. See, this is my limited NFL knowledge coming out. I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> that's all right. I think that's my cue to exit. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. I gave you my update on that. That was great. That was great. More that than 20 great seconds. podcasting right there. Bonus right. round. All right, so in all seriousness, we these episodes do get a little lengthy. Chris, you bring the the good commentary to the show. I'm a little all over the map, so this is what we're going to try to do. But that's what makes it good, right? That's what I tell myself. You're too hard on yourself, Jeff. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to uh, keep these a little bit shorter. So if you're just joining us and you've uh, been a long-time listener... Uh, thank you for listening, but we're going to give you more topical stuff. So this one here, episode 33, in honor of Larry Bird, the greatest player to ever wear 33. Would you agree with that? I, no doubt. No question. Now that's a by Bird on the Over Kareem or Louis Alcinder? Hmm. Lou Alcinder? Lou Alcinder. Yeah. Um, ooh, that's tough. Because Kareem, I guess, in his day, I mean, with that sky hook, um, evidently good. was totally dominant. And so... And plus, he was like buddies with Bruce Lee, which that's really cool. You think that elevates? He and he did make an appearance on Airplane, if you remember. <laughs> wow, it's just he's racking them up right now, Jeff. I don't know. Come on, give me the kid from South Lake. Kareem. The mustache, Larry Bird. Indiana State. Is that is that, that where, where he went? went? Yeah, him and uh, Magic Johnson, who was number thirty-two that we talked about last episode. I mean, those two. I don't want to say they put the NBA on the map because, but they proceeded. They ushered Jordan, in a new era, and Jordan obviously did yeah. wonders for the game. But I mean, Magic and Bird in those series and that rivalry was yeah. pretty dang amazing. Went head to head in the NCAA championship. In yes, they did. Was that here? Salt Lake. That City, was in Utah. Salt Lake City. Yeah, I have relatives that went to that game. And it, I'm thinking that's why. Like when I hear from my, you know, someone who I know or re- related to that they were at that game, I go, "Whoa!" I geek out on that. So it just kind of goes to show. 2023 All Star Game, Salt Lake City. Be there. Be there. Go there. Let's go. Go there. You're not, it's Do not you think the guys on often. the sideline is going to get a little? Uh... How big will we be by then? Over under. Five million listeners? Huge. Five million listeners. I don't even think the top podcasts have that, do they? (laughs) Okay. Um, Can you do a little bit of stalling here? I got to read a little news headline here. I got to find this. Best Halloween costume that nobody really thinks about. Santa Claus. I swear you stole that from me. That's what I want to be every year and every year. It, it's hilarious. Like, I, He's showing up you. too early. That's scary. Like, it's Christmas now even before it's Halloween. Plus, you know, Santa himself is kind of inherently creepy. I was thinking it'd be funny to walk around with, like, a bag of toys but have, like, a skeleton in it or something. You know, it's a little dark, but... <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I just think, like, plus he's terrifying to children. Like, he's kind of on that same, you know, there are horror movies about Santa. Okay. I, I agree. Are you dressing up for Halloween? I don't think so. Oh, please. That's weak. <laughs> I know. it's weak. Come as me. <laughs> the guy on the sideline. Yeah, okay. The guy with the crazy ideas. Well, that's not a bad idea. Okay. We, we may cut all this out. Yes. Okay. Sure. This has me thinking, guys, on the sideline. You talk about over-under. You talk about us being at the 2023 All-Star Game. So okay. this is a legit news story, and I freaked out, and I texted my buddy Aaron, my buddy 
Derek, you know, those that really hate the podcast and don't listen. Did you hear about this? So the New, the New Mexico Bowl, owned by ESPN, dropped the title sponsor, Dreamhouse Productions, after just three weeks upon learning the company has no Albuquerque business license and, for all intents and purposes, does not exist, according to the Albuquerque <laughs> Journal. Chris, this is our moment. We could sponsor the New Mexico Bowl. And the, turn it into the guys on the sideline bowl? Are you with me? I'm with you, man. Listeners, we need some uh, we need a little crowdfunding here. Can I just here. admit to being totally baffled by that headline? What do you The New Mexico Bowl owned by ESPN dropped title sponsor Dreamhouse Productions. How on earth were they the title sponsor when they didn't exist? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, this I, is ESPN. Who's running ESPN there? Come I on, mean, Bristol. Was it a, a crank call and uh, they just went, oh, Dreamhouse, they're the sponsor. So, Chris, I'm telling you. That's hysterical. I have big plans for this podcast because, yeah. you know, we're a little tongue-in-cheek. You know, we uh, just a bit. we kind of think we're maybe bigger than, uh, than we are, but – Actually, think I we're mean, pretty realistic about it. I kind of think so too. We're on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. We're on what are the other ones? I don't even know. iTunes, Stitcher. ITunes, yeah, all the uh, ones. Every once in a while, when I can get my home computer to work, I throw it up on YouTube. Say OK Google or Alexa, and say play the guys on the sideline podcast. It'll play it. It will. That's all I need to know. Is that true? Yes, it is. It really oh, is. Yeah, true. if you You've... do it on your phone, OK Google, it will. Oh, I've done okay. it. I... You've done. You listen to the guys on the sideline <laughs> through Alexa. Oh, I've done word. it. My wife makes me put it on for. Well, probably not this one. This is all right. Let's, let's go, Jazz. Yes. Come on, this let's, might let's be a little disappointing. In. Let's dive in. So, we're we're a week into the season, and um, we intentionally did this because obviously there's a lot of hype in the off season with the Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Rockets, who have you. Yes. And uh, anyway, we're a week in, you know, and and things will settle out. You know, teams will will taper down, and teams will improve, whatever. But. Um, give me your take thus far a weekend to the Utah Jazz who have a lot of hype. They're kind of flying below the radar. They're not one of the big LA teams, but, but they're legit. I mean, they've made some, some good acquisitions, um, during the off season. What, what's your take on the Jazz? Well, I think that, I, I mean, obviously Mike Conley's struggles are well-documented. The fan base, parts of the fan base are starting to count his salary a little bit, starting to kind of add up those dollars. I think it's way too early for that. Way I, too I saw early. someone on Twitter very aptly point out the early struggles of the uh, Miami Heatles, if you remember them, when the big three came together the first time. Uh, okay. LeBron's Good point. shooting percentage was really low. Now, maybe not Mike Conley low, but they struggled a bit. And they went about, I think they went like six and four in their first month or something like that, and people were scratching their heads. Team chemistry is a huge deal. It's really hard, and especially when you're Mike Conley and you've been the centerpiece of this Memphis offense for a long time and played in a totally different system, and that's all you'd known. To go from that to arguably what we what I hear, I'm not I'm definitely not technically savvy enough in basketball lingo to know firsthand, but I do hear from other people who would know that Quinn's systems are very difficult. They're complex. Um, he has really complex offensive sets, defensive sets. And that's part of what makes him a great coach, but there's a learning curve. And so all of that being said, I'm not worried because we're winning the games we're supposed to win. I don't think you assume you're going to beat L.A. on the road, not with LeBron and A.D. right now. Um, that being said, it was a closer game than it it had any right to be because their defense was good. I mean, they were yeah. in it, yeah, and it got, got away from in like the third quarter about – but, I mean, I didn't see anything in that that made me go, oh, we're truly dismal. I, I think, actually, we've beaten OKC, the Suns now, 
At least those two, the Kings. But OKC and the Suns, essentially with with Mike Conley contributing nothing. I mean, like one point. And we're still beating teams that OKC almost beat the Rockets the other night. They're not terrible. They're better than I expected, to be honest. So I'm, I'm just saying, like... This is one of those times where look at your team when you feel like they're bad and when their record's three and one, you got to be thinking that they could be really, really good. Like we think they can be yeah. because Mike will figure this out. Quinn will figure out the right sets and rotations. Maybe Mike needs to play more with the second unit. Maybe not as a bench player, but maybe they need to stagger things a bit and figure out where they can work him in. And the last thing I'll say on this is, my thing is, I hope that the next time the Jazz play a real bottom feeder team, you know, somebody they just know, basically they've got this in the bag, Cleveland, I, I don't know, you know, but I would force feed Conley. I would get him in situations where you feel like you can handle it. I would just kind of force feed him the ball, get some of this stuff out of his system, get a couple big nights uh, behind him and get him yeah, going. T- t- totally agree. Totally agree. And I agree with you in that it's way too early to be freaking out. Um, and and we said this in our little uh, tease with with Luke earlier. I mean, Rick Ricky Rubio, you would argue or you would think that Mike Conley is an upgrade from Ricky Rubio. Right? That's that, what everyone said. That's what everyone said. And, and thus far, I think Ricky Rubio is is has played a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm telling you, through 82 games, I'm taking Mike Conley over Ricky Rubio. Wow. Through four games, okay, maybe Ricky, again, he had a flash. He played well. Yeah. He's putting some nights together. But Conley will figure it out. So um, as is tradition in our family, we always go to the season opener, the home opener. So we were there. Uh, my lovely family joined me, and we uh, took in the jazz game. Um, it was – It was. I have several thoughts from this, and so mm. we'll, we'll get into that. But it was comical, and I don't know if you saw this on TV, and I don't know how it played – but Mike Conley struggled, and he knew it. Yeah. And he was at the free throw line in the in the fourth quarter, and he makes a free throw. Did you see this? And he starts egging on, like he yeah. starts like yeah. calling for the fans to give him a yeah. hand because he he acknowledged that yeah. he sucked that night. Yeah, yeah. But he was like, you know, guys, hey, I, I don't know. I appreciated it. I thought it was totally well played. The other thing I was going to say that's kind of funny. You think I'm a big jazz fan, and I document this on this podcast, right? My yes. wife is a huge jazz fan. Biggest jazz fan though in our family is our ten year old Ava. She's intense. We had five different people. We were up in the upper bowl for this game. Your tickets didn't come through, Chris. So I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll see I'm about sorry. I'll work on that for you. We had five separate people ask us if we were season ticket holders because they had never seen crazier, more into it jazz fans than my than my ten year old and my eight year old who were just. I mean, truth be told, they were trying to get on the jumbotron. They were screaming. They were freaking out. They were going nuts. Um, my daughter, this was really cool. Mike Conley signed an autograph before the game. Donovan Mitchell, we got oh, wow. some autographs. They didn't do that at all last season, so we felt like we needed Those to go could be early. Those big autographs, man. I'm telling you, this this team, despite the struggles, bogey, man. Oh, my Bogdanovich, word. Bogdanovich, he's an animal. He, and I tell you, every player on that team will have their stretches where they, they go through kind of a low ebb. It's maybe a really especially bad one for Mike Conley. I don't think you expect – Donovan or others to go through this kind of sustained stretch because they know the system better. But Bogdanovich, he shows you that when you've got three studs on a team that can score, that can that have have been responsible as the primary scorer on their respective teams in Donovan, Bogdanovich, and Mike Conley now, you can have a guy not play well and win these games. Yeah. Last year, they're not winning a game if somebody if if Donovan can't score. So I think it's huge and I love 
uh, more than anything, more than the points scored from Bogdanovich, it's his energy and his in what he's bringing to the floor and a certain edge that Rudy has in spades. And I think Donovan's got a bit of it to fit into that is is excellent. So I think we've got some some things to figure out on our bench. I think we've got good pieces there for sure. They'll when when they figure out where they need to be and what they need to be doing. Moody, I think, could be end up being a really good get. I, I think I that agree. you know I, I think impressed. that um, at Davis, I think Jeff Green, all of them are there they have the pieces in place it's going to take some time for this to come together um the the unfortunate thing is you've got to learn through some of the season and mark my words we're going to have some clunker losses we basically stole one back one last night that we should have lost probably shouldn't have beat phoenix last night we were shooting terribly weren't playing that well but found a way to do it but you know there's going to be ups and downs through the first half of the season but look for the jazz i think around january like they tend to do these days yeah, to really come ammo. together. And I think that you'll see them really turn it up. So agree with everything that you've said, but we've got to highlight the play really and um, the the stepping up, if you will, of Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. He now, now again, as you just documented, we had an off shooting night uh, last night, but in that OKC game, he was making some plays and uh, I think he had 32 points and and I think it's it's brought on by Bogdanovich in yeah. that I think he spreads the floor right. and I think I think it's going to elevate Donovan's game and I think Donovan is ready to take a yes. step forward yes. um, and and really become I mean I don't want to call him a superstar but he is he's on the he's verge on the of becoming something special and is this the year they give him the max deal is, is that do you know where it um, fits this is third I don't season. Know. I don't know. And can you preempt it? Can you, or do you I, have to wait? I, no, I think you can. I think you can take care of business. You, you, you know, know Gale and company are going to sign it as soon as they can. Yeah. I mean, it will be immediate. Um, and I, I like to think Donovan's going to sign it. I mean, I think, I feel like Donovan appreciates being a, the face of a franchise. He embraces it, unlike our, our pal Gordo, who's looking a little better. Congrats, Gordo. I'm, I'm over it. Um, I will still poke fun at you. What's, from what's funny is I've forgiven him, and I'm like, I'm mad at him, but I'm like, yeah. at the same time, it's like, it's helped us get Donovan. No doubt. It's helped us move forward. We are in better shape now. But my wife is like, I don't. I, I don't forgive him. And she, anyway, lo- I know love the passion. It's sensitive for fans, and hey, maybe we need to have our first call-in show to say, have you forgiven Gordon you Hayward? Go. Um, because I'd, I'd like to take the pulse on that. I, I think, what, what would you say, I mean, what percentage of jazz fans do you think have moved dude, on? Dude, we are- it's still bad. Salty friends from from the Lake of Salt. We don't lose. We don't let, let it go. If Derek Fisher showed up tomorrow, he would get booed out of the oh, building. Well, yeah, but you know, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, it's, I agree. It doesn't go away here. I, People. Thirty percent moved on. I, I think. You think seventy percent still holding something like that? Maybe twenty-five to thirty percent. Okay. I think like someone like Darren Williams might get cheered again. I think because he came back, and I think he's tried to Time rehab. Heals all You'll get a bit of a mix, maybe, but I think he's flipped it, and I think he's been out, out there saying he liked living here. There were, I think he's been apologetic. Um, Hayward never has been, and and maybe never will be. But I, I just think, yeah, we haven't flipped it on Hayward yet. Yeah, no, I agree, and I, I guess me moving forward is again as I reference like. I've kind of forgotten him. It's like this team. Right. Imagine if they signed Gordon Hayward. Where this team is, they probably don't draft Donovan. Maybe not. Um, they they lock up all this money with Gordon, and I think they're an okay, decent team. But I I feel like they're they would be kind of like seventh or eighth playoff team. Yeah. Where this season we're gonna yeah. go into little predictions, and I want you, Chris Adamas. Is that is Chris that what, Adamas? Uh, who you're going by? Yeah. Um, 
what seed do you think they uh, would be potentially this season? I, I still am going to kind of go middle of the road with this Jazz team because I think growing pains will catch up with them a little bit in certain games. I think we're going to struggle against elite teams for the first half of the season. Um, you know, look out for our game on Wednesday with the Clippers. That'll tell you kind of where things are. I don't, frankly, even though it's at home, I don't predict as winning that. The Clips are already looking pretty good. They've got Kawhi. They've got, they're pretty dialed in. I think early season struggles against really good teams pile up a bit and become hard to kind of surmount. I'm st- I'm thinking they end up in the fourth or fifth seed, kind of in that range, if you're going to hold me to it. Um, I- I'm going to be a little pessimistic and maybe say, um, no, 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 no. I'll go with fourth. I'll go with fourth seed. And I, I've already said I agree with you a couple times on this, and Chris, that's painful. I know. It's hard it, for you, Jeff. I know. It's hard for me to do, but yeah. I think I'm a little bit, I don't want to say down on them, but I think I'm a little bit more realistic. I yeah. think um, right after they got Conley, we talked about a few things, and I think I was like second or third, like right yeah. behind the Clippers. Yeah. And I, I think Denver is tough. I think Portland's Denver. tough. Yes. Um, the, the Lakers, I do, uh, you know, I, I see them putting it together. I think they're pretty good. I think we could end up being seated higher than them, though, personally. I personally Ma- think so. Maybe. I, I hope so. Here, here's the deal. Um, and I, I tip my hat to Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. The Clippers was the absolute right choice for him. He could have gone no to doubt. the Lakers, right? They could have done yeah. this big thing. I like that he's kind of given the middle finger to the Lakers. And me he's too. like, I'm going to win the championship with the with Clippers. The Clippers. And Paul George is there, right? They got a lot of pieces. They got Doc Rivers. They got a good coach. But I just – that's the team that I think I just – I have a lot more respect for. The Lakers, and I get this from my dad growing up as a Celtics and a Jazz fan – there's nothing good about the Lakers. I mean, no, I just nothing at all. and I don't hate LeBron. I don't I, I didn't hate him when don't he was either. with Miami. I was a little disappointed, but really cheered for him in Cleveland. But him going to the Lakers, I just I just don't like it. It's not a good look. Anthony Davis either. there. I don't uh, the other guys. I mean, I like your buddy Kuz, but with the exception of yeah, him, he, I just he's injured right now. And that's to me though. I'm still not super sold on that team outside of those guys. Is they are they deep enough? Do they have the supporting cast? And I'm just not sure that they do. Yeah, so. I, I hope you're right. Um, I hope you're right. How about over in the Eastern Conference? You've been paying attention to anything going on over there? You, uh, <laughs> I mean, not, Philly, not Boston. Uh, yeah, I watched. I think I watched a bit of that Philly-Boston game initially. You know that Philly's going to be in the mix. You know Boston will work some things out. You know, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that Boston's probably better off without our guy. Excuse me. Um, oh, my gosh. How am, I, how am I blanking on his name? Ky- um, Kyrie. Um, I, think, I think. Our boy? Uh, yeah. I think well, Kyrie's you know, he believes kind of in a, science like I believe in science. It's right, a, it's exactly. Okay. Um, I think they're better off without Kyrie and with Kemba Walker. I, I mean, we'll see how things kind of turn out there. I don't necessarily look at them as being any kind of powerhouse, but you know, f- for Philly to add Al Horford, that was a nice addition for them. Um, I kind of put Philly a little bit ahead of Boston. Um, Toronto will kind of still sort of hang, linger in the mix a little bit, I think, but. Um, you know, Milwaukee obviously is still going to be a, a dangerous team, I think, um, just given they, that they brought a lot back. so They will, but I, I look at that Eastern Conference, and th- there will be some decent teams. And again, yeah. Toronto came out of the East last year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, having Leonard helped. But I just, no, I compare sir. that to the West, and I just think, I mean, you look at the ninth and the tenth seed right now. Portland is a tenth seed. Portland is a team that could get hot and yeah. could could be a second seed in the West. I just think it's no stacked. Doubt. You look at San Antonio, right? I mean, you kind of write off the Spurs. They're done after yeah. Tim Duncan. You forget. They're going to be right there. Got, you know, they've got some good players. Houston's scary. Dallas. What do you think of Dallas? I mean, they've got their, their young stars. Right. I right. think they're playing well. And 
Um, anyway, Minnesota's there. I, I don't know that they're going to stay. Den- Denver's a team that I, I do think scary. is going to be tough. Very scary. But, you know, I just I look at them and I, I compare them to the Lakers, and I, I would you would think that the Lakers would finish with a better record, but kind of to your earlier point, I think I take Denver sure. over over the Lakers. They're kind of quiet, kind of consistent. I think I think Utah and Denver both are going to sneak up on a lot of people. Even though even though Utah's gotten a lot of hype, there are people picking Denver to win it all. I mean, there yeah. are commentators yeah. doing that. Um, so you know, I but at the same time, they still could somehow kind of sneak up on teams. I tell you. And, and then you got that you know Golden State Warriors, and they're completely out of the mix. They're not going to be as good as they will, but no. you know that they'll turn it on. You know that Steph will take over some games. He did last night. I mean, they they yeah, but their first couple games looked bad. I mean, and you had some commentators blasting them for lack of effort. And I you know I was kind of a fan of the Warriors when they first came around. I thought they were fun. I like Steph Curry just as a general rule. But part of me got really sick of how cocky they were getting and Steph's little shimmy he'd do after his threes. And there's a bit of schadenfreude now to see them get beat down. And I'm kind of going, where's your shimmy now, dude? <laughs> like, it kind of feels fun to be a little bit like, uh, yeah, they've fallen back a bit. And they're, yeah, they'll win some games. But they're not what they were, that's for sure. So I feel like I have to offer an apology here. We're, we're going to kind of wrap, but oh, uh, I don't remember sure. the game. Mark Jackson, who, as you know, on this show, the commentator, former jazz man, tried to divide the, Persona the locker room. non grata. Ugh. He said something intelligent and wise, and I, wow. I wrote that down in my notes on the phone to bring this up. I can't remember what he said, <laughs> but Mark, whatever you said, dude, it, it was... Hat tip to uh, you. I, I don't know. Uh, I got to remember what he said. I don't know, but but given your level of hatred for him, that's an that's that's definitely impressive. It was a, it was a cheap shot. There was somebody. Oh, I think it was the Jazz game. It was the Jazz Lakers, and they did a they got a flagrant foul. Mm-hmm. It was Dwight Howard, oh. and he basically called him out on it. And he basically was like, my my pal Jeff Van Gundy would say, oh, it's the end of the game, let it go. And he yeah. and his comment was, you need to call this the way that he's yeah. called. Yeah. And I was like. For the first time in my life, I was like, Mark Jackson, w- way to be, buddy. You, made, you said something intelligent. Okay. Rapid fire. I know I know. we're typically reserving this for a separate podcast. Maybe we'll get to this later. Rapid fire picks, college football, locals next. Because you got Utah State. You got your Ags and BYU. Hosting BYU. Uh, who you do got? you think I'm going to go? Come on. Aggies? Well, it With could the be a, Costanza, Crows? Costanza type. No. I, is is Zach anyway? Wilson back? No. I don't think so. Uh, no, I think Utah State I don't know rolls. If he's coming back this season. Is he? The, uh, I, I'm not even sure. I haven't seen. So, how about for for your game? This this game makes me nervous. Utes Washington. This is your season, Utes. It's your season. The Utes you, should you, win this game. They they should, but I mean FPI ESPN's FPI has us at a 47 percent chance. Vegas has us about three and a half point favorites. So it's always interesting when there's kind of that back and forth there. I can't get a good read on Washington, man. I've seen them look like the Washington of the last two to three years where they've been really dominant. Then I've seen them have some real clunkers. I mean, they lost to Cal somehow. I don't care what the weather looks like. I mean, we just crushed Cal, and I get that they had a freshman QB, but, I mean, I just don't know. I I feel like – this game is so pivotal. It t- it will tell us so much about the youths this season and whether they've learned their lessons. And I think after that USC game, I think Morgan Scally, our, our defensive coordinator, stepped back and said, none of this just stubborn refusal to play any zone or to do – you know, they were trying to play their game their own way and trying to make USC's athletes beat them, and their athletes beat them. And I think Scally stood back and said, geez, why didn't I just blitz – 
this third string quarterback like crazy and just make him make quick decisions. I mean, so now you've seen them do that to Jaden Daniels of ASU, young quarterback, this poor Cal freshman quarterback who just got crushed. I mean, it was a, it was so. Now, you're not going to be able to get away with the same thing as much with Jacob Eason, but it is still his first season. Yeah. And he's, he's I think if you dial up the pressure, I, I just think you stay in his face. You stay really aggressive. You can't play not to lose. And the Utes definitely have a chance. So I'm going to very tentatively pick them in this game. <laughs> but it's not going to be a, by a lot. I'm going to say something weird. It's going to be like a five-point victory. It's going to come out to okay. something like 28-23, you know, something like that. Late score in the game, kind of ugly, maybe some weather in Washington. But, yeah, this is your season. If you lose it, I don't see USC losing two more. I just don't. I think they're going to maybe either lose Oregon or, or ASU. I don't see them losing both. So you got to win this one if you want to win the South, and uh, this is your season. So they better be ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Utes just because I think they know what you just said. Mm-hmm. And I think Kyle – Morgan, the, the guys will will coach, uh, I don't want to say differently, but I think they'll be a little bit more yeah. aggressive, I, um, I, think so. I, I think, on offense. So Andy's going to dial up a good game. I think they got to be aggressive. Um, I do, too. I think they can't they can't play too much ball control. I don't think that Utah – I don't think Washington's necessarily as explosive as they've been. But Utah struggles with teams that are kind of more their mirror opposite at times. They just do. So. We'll do you like, um, speaking of the Utes, do you like uh, Scott Mitchell, the commentator? I actually – he's grown on me. Okay. I, I used to think I, – I actually heard him commentate this high school game that was on, like, local access television. And my I could not believe how – he sounded like he was on another planet. I mean, he wasn't talking about what was happening. So you're he saying was, it fit in well on the show, Chris? He, Get yes. him on the guys on the sideline? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, he'd fit here, not on something <laughs> where he's getting paid to do it. So I just remember when I started hearing him pop up on ESPN 700 – that he, when he had interesting things to say, I was taken aback. Now, I, there's a caveat. He's a terrible question asker. Terrible question asker. He asks unending explainer questions to which there can be no response other than, yeah. You know, I mean, my favorite local media guy who I don't really love in general, but who asks the best questions is PK of DJ and PK. Okay. He I was going to say, not Gordon Monson, certainly. I'd put Gordon Monson certainly in, not. in Scott Mitchell's category. Yes. I think PK is very. I, I would agree with you there. But Scott Mitchell, I do think at times, I, when he talks about quarterbacking, obviously he knows what he's talking yeah, about. And played, so. Played in the NFL. Played in the NFL. I mean, the Lions, get Luke yeah, back in Luke. Here. With uh, good old Barry so, Sanders. So the reason I bring that up is um, I, I was I was listening to the pregame with him, and I should have dialed up my buddy Lando Vegas, mm. Las Vegas Lando, and put some money on this game. He said that this freshman quarterback at Cal, he said he would not find the end zone. Yeah, I and he that. said this game is gonna get ugly and out of hand. And I don't know what the spread was, but that was one where it was like okay, twenty one plus. Points. Which that's that's a lot that's in a college lot. football, but man, you put down some money on that game, and again, the, the Cal had and Cal was undefeated, right? Yeah. They were, I think, they were four and zero. I mean, they started the season really good, maybe three and zero. Yeah, initially, and then they've lost four straight. A- exactly, but they yeah. they you know, I mean, they lost their QB well, and whatever, but they th- this was a money game, and you could they, they've bounced house back with a bit. Well, yeah, they hit well. They started out strong. And then kind of have fallen off. The one thing I'll say just quickly about the Cal victory for Utah is that people keep going off about Utah's defense. And I get it. I mean, it was impressive. But when it's talking about, did you see their quarterback with Cal? 
I mean, he was a six, gangly, looked like he was 16 years old, first time on a football field, and you're going to rush Utes? our D-line against him and blitz him and do things that yeah. were just – so not necessarily a huge surprise to me. My, to me, more impressive was that we routinely and fairly easily did whatever we wanted offensively against their supposedly vaunted yeah. defense. They were You look at their points to, against total at Cal, and they're in the top half of the league. They, they have a good defense, and they, their only chance was to score some defensive touchdowns and keep us out of the end zone, and they could not do it. I mean, we, we marched down. We had our way. We had, like, drives of, like, 99, 90 yards. So that's where, if anything, you get some hope is that we are truly balanced finally as a team. We have an offense that can put points up in, in a lot of different ways. And so I think that's what you look at. Here, here's part of my prediction. You ready for this, Jeff? I'm ready. We're going to go down the field more against Washington. You think? Yeah, because I think they're expecting – they've seen this rinse, repeat, bread and butter. We'll run it a lot still because yeah. that's, that's our Hand identity. To Moss, they're going to test think them going to go – I think they're going to test them deep because they haven't put a ton of that on film – Look for Jalen Dixon, whose name you haven't heard a lot, to get behind the defense to for them to run plays to him. They'll they'll do some motion jet sweep stuff, and then he'll go deep. I I guarantee this. I feel like they've been setting this up all this okay. time, and I think to your point, bring out your bag of tricks. They'll try that. Okay, I'm I'm game to see that because because I feel like Utah has the potential to do that, but they never do. Right. I, I feel right. like they they don't open right. up the the playbook as as yeah. much as they could. But you know they lost to Washington last year. We have um, had several of our worst, guttiest, bad calls. It's just been an ugly matchup. Last year they physically dominated us the first game, but then in the championship game with a backup QB and a backup running back and, and everything else, it was a one touchdown game. Yeah. It was a fluke play. Now I think Washington outplayed us in that game and they kind of cost themselves some points, but. We are overdue for a victory. Now's the time. They got to step up and do it. Kyle's got to bring it. All, bring it. He's got to bring it. Chris, my my wife is laughing at us right now because this was going to be a quick little season preview, <laughs> and we're going to cut out half the stupid things I said. So, but we're we're easily thirty minutes. So, That's just I, what I hate is. I hate that we got to shut this down. Um, I do want to ask your your opinion though on booing the president of the United States of the World Series game. You lived in D.C. for. <laughs> Four or five years, didn't you? Wait, we're keeping politics out of this, man, but well, that's an intense I, I, thing. I know, but, but I hate when politics gets in sports. You should never boo the president of the United States. Did you see this? They, they were chanting, lock him up. Really? Now, now, D.C., as you know, you've lived there. It's very blue, right? Very it's very blue. liberal. But Well, yeah, because, look, even if you're a liberal, it's, it's so bizarre and, and ironic and hypocritical to take up the same rowdy crowd antics that, that literally – epitomize Trump and his followers. It's just, it's, it's so ironic and it, it never ends. Like, you know, if, if the left really wants to like change our discourse back to something more respectful, then no, this isn't the way you conduct yourselves. Sit quietly. If you're not a fan, for you sure. Don't have to but, cheer. but that karma thing is, it, it bites you, right? Because yeah. like Trump, I mean, has encouraged lock her up chance. Oh, oh, sir. And so, sure. So there's a bit of that. There's a bit of that coming back. You know, I no think doubt. I think Bush or you you find another Republican, right? I think they boo and I think they're upset, but I think it's you know it's, it's, it's not politics. Quite what it was. But they were like, oh, we're going after this. He also commented that he wasn't going to throw out the first pitch because quote unquote he wanted to deliver a uh, or he wanted the fans to have a good experience. And I thought, is that like you you don't have because... belief or confidence in in being able to to I... make it across the plate? I don't know. Well, I've heard somewhere that Trump believes that. 
you only have so much energy in your lifetime. So why would you exercise and use it all up? So that might be just a really extreme. He's very, or he might rupture his spleen if he tries to throw a a ball. This sent to us from our archivist, Aaron, who sends us, this is courtesy of The Onion, Trump mortified after World Series crowd starts booing, chanting, lock him up at Melania. (laughs) Uh, gotta love it. love it. It took me a couple of readings to get that. That is um, hilarious. All right, we got to shut this down. Uh, episode thirty-three, a good one. Go Jazz. Should go be jazz. a fun season. Go Ags. Go Go Cougs. Go Utes. Yeah, Weber State playing in there. Come on, Chris. Weber State. You don't even want to talk politics. Are you making a? Are you going to make a run? Are you going to run for governor, Jeff? Next time around, we need to talk about this whole like step up fans campaign with like the Jazz and the. Uh, got to talk about the fan that. Unfortunately, Utah Utes fan that was making threats um, against oh, yeah. uh, you AS, know, ASU, ASU player. Yeah, I mean, some bizarre. dentist, but then he gets doxxed, which you know you're kind of like, uh, let's not circulate his family. Like we're not going to go after him with pitchforks. I don't think. Like it's a weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird atmosphere. So maybe we delve into that. Okay, episode thirty four. We definitely will do that. Uh, anything out else out the door here today? That's it, man. This is long enough. <laughs> Long enough. We'll Sorry, promise. listeners. Our our next one will be ten minutes. Do you think we could do that? Just we'll, we're going to set it for ten minutes. We're just going to talk, and then we're just going to cut it off. Sure. Or you could just cut this one into ten minute segments. We could do that. We'll we'll play around with it. For Chris, I'm Jeff right. saying adios and bye bye. So long. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right ninety eight point three percent of the time. Okay. Are you gonna talk up this time, or are you gonna be shy? Oh, I was at a backhanded like reverse psychology moment because <coughs> I talk more than you do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And we're on. See, Luke, we're trying to learn. Hey, you, you want to be a piece of this? I just wanted to say he talks more than anyone. I know, no, dude. Do. I know. It's not a bad thing. I do talk a lot. There, I made it on that. Hey, shut the door. You're going to make me lose my job. Ready, set, go.